0: You know, there's so many things I love about Shang-Chi. The action, the score, karaoke, the triumphant return of Trevor Slattery, actor, and seeing all the stock photos that Simu Liu modeled in. But after seeing the movie twice, I put together 10 things that make this movie so great. So here's my review and my list of 10 things that make Shang-Chi great. To understand why I love this movie so much, one must be familiar with wuxia films. Now wuxia translates to martial heroes and these are the typical films that you see coming out of China which are basically martial arts fantasy action movies in recent history some great examples of this is crouching tiger hidden dragon which kind of brought it into the mainstream to american audiences you also have house of flying daggers hero one-armed swordsman these are just to name a few But I grew up watching a lot of these movies on TV, especially on the the weekends, you know, you have your kung fu matinees on TV. Um, And then eventually, like in the 90s, I started watching these on DVD. And I really have fond memories of watching these movies and really fell in love with these. Watching the beginning of this movie, the first opening and the first 15 minutes that kind of tell you the backstory and how everything played out. You know, the meeting of Shang-Chi's dad and his mom um, really brought back a lot of those memories because it looked like they were taken directly out of these type of films. And I have to admit, I got really emotional um, watching it. Even second time around, I was feeling those same emotions because it reminds me of a lot of these movies. And I feel like Shang-Chi... It's an amazing homage to these wuxia films and in a way it's kind of like a modern day wuxia film here in the u.s um very well done and you get that same feel all throughout the whole movie along with that the action scenes are very reminiscent of some of the martial arts scenes that you see coming out of jackie chan's movies i don't know if this was done on purpose or if i'm the only one who feels this way but the fight scenes that were taking place in the bus Driving around San Francisco, um, the move that he made as he's running through the bus to grab the seat of the bus driver after he collapsed, it it screamed Jackie Chan to me. Um, I've seen Jackie Chan do those same type of moves in a lot of his films. When they were on the scaffolding in uh, Macau... You know the same type of moves and fast-paced and uh, all the different usage of the environment very much screams Jackie Chan to me So I felt like this was a great homage to those classic Jackie Chan movies and the classic way of filming This type these type of action films now some will of course say that it reminds them of the raid and movies like that but for me personally Jackie Chan all the way, baby. Now, they did also a really great job in casting this film to give it a great feel. And if they were really aiming to be a um, homage to Wuxia films, who better than to get veteran actor Tony Leung? You know, Tony Leung is a famous Hong Kong movie star, and he's been doing movies for a very long time. Hell, I've seen movies of his dating back as far as the 80s. Um, some of his famous movies that you may have heard of, or maybe not, but definitely do check them out. After watching this movie, is Infernal Affairs, which Scorsese used as the basis for The Departed, Hard Boiled, Chungking Express, 2046. You know, these are some of the movies that he was very well known for. Amongst all these others, if you want a full, extensive list of the movies, you could check them out right here as I list them out for you. Tony Leung also appeared in a lot of wuxia type films. So, in a way, it was brilliant to cast him because he's already film- familiar with this type of act- acting and these type of storylines. I felt like it was a perfect casting choice. And come on, let's face it—he was an amazing presence in the movie. Even Aquafina's Katie character mentions it during the movie that, "Hey, I've been in—I've seen so many things and I've experienced a lot of things, but nothing frightens me more than your father, who is, of course, Tony Leung. He has." played one of the better villains that has been ironed out in the Marvel universe. A lot of criticism in the past when you look back on some of the past Marvel films were the weakness of the main baddie throughout the whole movie. There were a lot of emphasis put primarily on the hero. It left the villain pretty much, you know, not that menacing or very weak or easy to defeat. But the great thing about this villain and this main antagonist of the film is that you realize his motives and reasoning behind all of his actions really early on. It really led the audience to judge right away and to kind of see if they accept him or not. You know, do they understand his actions? I feel like they made that very clear. You know, he came into power Um, by utilizing the greed that he has the desire for uh, power the desire to lead the desire to take over many things it was greed that led him to meet Shang-Chi's mom and eventually fell in love with her and he gave that greed up and then once she passed away the greed kind of came back however it was more of a grief You know, it was the the grieving over the mom, over missing his wife that kind of led him to continue doing these type of actions just so he can get back at those who caused her demise. Then later on, it was the grief that led him to do what he had to do, invade her homeland and try to get her back, even though... There was no such way to get her back. It was this grief that was so strong because of the love and care that he had for her that he would do anything to get her back, even at the expense of his own children. Seeing this type of grief, you know, seeing the the pure love that he has for his wife that kind of drove him almost into madness and insanity makes him human and humanizes him and as an audience member you do kind of feel that and in a way you feel sorry for him at the end now of course at the end you see that he has his brief redemption moment where he realized he's done something wrong and one of the overall arcing plots here is about family and he realizes that he's doing his family dirty and when he tries to redeem himself he saves his son he ends up dying you know and a lot of these things that we see, a lot of these, you know, moments that he has throughout the movie, the greed, the rise, the fall, the grief, you know, the redemption arc, even though so brief, is also typically what you find in wuxia films, in wuxia storylines. So, again, really great writing. and you got the perfect person to play this type of role. Now, of course, Simu Liu is great in this movie and Aquafina is really great. Talking a lot about wuxia films and Tony Leung, so I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Michelle Yao. Michelle Yao is, again, another famous Hong Kong movie star, um, but she has a lot of wuxia ties. She's appeared in so many wuxia films uh, in the past so it's really great to see her be a part of this type of movie. Um, it reminds us of how much of a badass she is, but she also brings a lot of elegance and grace to her roles. You know, she takes over as kind of the mother figure towards the end for Sean. Even though she's his aunt, you know, she feels the responsibility of taking over for his mom since he has no mother figure. And he, he's been so far removed from family Um, so she represents that pure family connection uh, which is another high plot point throughout the whole film Um, you have family connections with family uh, rekindling and reconnecting Um, you know these played a lot of you know important parts throughout the whole movie and she was definitely a main part of that towards the end she helped fill in the gaps of his mom's background. Just like all of us, you know, there are moments when we rekindle with old family members to hear about the past, which is important because as we learn throughout the film, understanding one's past makes you who you are and kind of carries you through. And while you understand that, you aim towards who you want to be in life. And she does a great job in representing that at the end. It would have been great to see more of her earlier on. Um, But if we do get further iterations of Shang-Chi, whether it be another movie or a TV series, I really do hope that she's going to be a major part of that. Now, me being part Asian, I grew up with a lot of Asian families and been around a lot of Asian families. So the family dynamics that they portrayed in this movie was very very believable and the fine attention to detail too um starting off with taking off your shoes before entering someone's home all of us asians are familiar with that because we all have to do that uh that's a very sticking point in asian culture you know, the Asian family setting that you see at the dinner table, breakfast table, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, how food plays an important role. Uh, the sitting down, uh, spending time together as family while eating, whether it be in the morning, afternoon or at night. The interactions with the grandma. Um, how the main topic of conversation usually involves around work and what are you doing for yourself and, you know... I love that interaction between Sean and Katie, you know, when the mom is asking about her applying to new jobs and how much she loves her old jobs and dealing with the laziness and sometimes the overall sense of underachievement as you see through her brother, not wanting to help the dad out in the store downstairs, but still giving props to his sister for being a parking attendant. Um, the question about marriage and you know seeing uh, two people together for a very long time and spending so much time with each other in asian families you always automatically assume that those guys are dating so when are you gonna finally tie the knot it was so refreshing to see that on screen and seeing and seeing it done believably again me experience a lot of that myself i felt so connected to the movie the director is asian himself so I'm sure he had a lot of input on this. And again, it plays out very well on screen. Speaking of the relationship between Sean and Katie, it was very believable to see that type of friendship when there is no romantic ties connected to it. Um, you're not forced to feel that a guy and a girl who spend so much time together then experience these crazy adventures and adversity and all that end up falling in love. But here you have a pure platonic relationship um, you know, because she, they're both like family in a way it's kind of like a brother and sister they mentioned that when Sean went to the States, Katie was there for him to kind of teach him the ropes and teach him English and you know, kind of carry him along with her and they grew up together and when you see that moment shed, she has no idea who he is anymore she takes it very seriously and she takes it to heart, she gets angry who are you she says multiple times and as the more she finds out about him the more that connection grows and you see that loyalty that friendship and she's willing to go with him every step of the way to make sure that he needs to do what he needs to do to get through um, connecting with his sister finding out what's going on with his dad and then even towards the end you know going to battle with him even though she's not a trained fighter um, it shows that really, really great connection between two people who are friends. And you know, some may think that there is kind of a hint of romance at the end there, but if you're familiar, especially like in Asian culture and families, it's not very uncommon to see a close relationship between a man and a woman, where really they're like brother and sister. and. It's nice to see that they're going to continue their adventures together uh, once this movie is over. And I am very excited to see what's going to happen moving forward from there. I can't mention Katie without mentioning the actress who portrayed her, and that's Aquafina. And, you know, I really loved her character arc here. Um, Some may think it's a weak point of the movie. I've seen some criticisms about that. However, I do love the fact that, and again, this is something that I've seen in person... I've known, you know, people who are quote-unquote ABCs, uh, American-born Chinese, um, who are so Americanized that they don't really pay so much attention to their background, their culture, their family history. Um, And she kind of played that type of role, right? Um, But as she continues on throughout the movie, she's learning so much about the Chinese culture. You see her eyes light up when they're driving around Macau because she's never seen that before you know and she's hearing more of the language she, she admits that um, she doesn't speak very well in Chinese uh, again one of the great lines in the movie is I speak ABC um, everyone died laughing when this line was spoken to but you understand that you also get to see how as a character she never knew what she wanted to be. You know, she was happy being a parking attendant because she's having so much fun. But as she's seeing and meeting all these different people, Shang-Chi's sister, the people who live in the mom's hometown, everyone has a duty that they stick to and they're good at. And she mentions that she's never good at one thing because the minute she gets remotely close to being good, she decides to do something else. But she's always constantly impressed when she sees someone who knows what they want to do and they do it and they stick to it just like Shang-Chi's sister how they had that conversation about her being 16 and realizing that she wants to do her own thing and she built up that underground fighting club on her own and she built an empire out of it and that impresses her and you can kind of get that sense that She wished she could be like that, and I think towards the end, she finally kind of realizes that she needs to get to that point, or she wants to get to that point, and she gets dedicated, she becomes an archer in the battle at the end, and you could sense that this is her dedication, she found something that she's good at, and maybe this is something she's going to continue going through with. Um, But I've known people like this, I'm sure you've known people like this, and it was really believable. A lot of the common themes here is believability. You know, you are connected to these characters because you've seen these people in real life. So you can believe that they're going through this this arc, through this journey. And I I think she did a brilliant job at portraying this type of character. And as someone who's not a huge Aquafina fan, I think she really acted well and I really loved her performance in this movie. And the only other performance I can say I loved her in was in her dramatic role in The Farewell. Here, she has her moments of comedy which work really well, but it's not over the top. And when it's time to get serious and the drama kicks in, she seamlessly transitions through and you believe every minute of it. And I think she was really, really brilliant in this in this role. Now I hope I pronounced her name right. Manger Zhang, Manger Zhang, okay, Manger Zhang, Shan chis mom, and the portrayal of strong women, strong Asian women in this movie, um, I think is a key part in making this movie great. Um, you know, you get to see, again, like I mentioned, the strength of the sister wanting to learn martial arts and She wasn't allowed to join the boys in doing it. So she decided to take it on herself, shadow the trainings and practice on her own. Then she grew up, decided to go off on her own, start her own empire. And then at the end of the movie, she takes over the ten rings from her dad. And now it looks like she's going to be running things from there. Very strong female presence. The mom, Shang-Chi's mom. She was defeating her his dad the whole time. After, I guess, weighing her down, she falls in love with him. But even towards the end, she w- is willing to protect her family and her children, even when it looks like she's about to face her demise. Um, strong Asian female presence. Aquafina has her, her moments at the end. Michelle Yao, like I mentioned before, very strong uh, Asian female presence. Just strong female representation was really well portrayed here and one of the things I think that really made this movie great. Now one thing that you also find in Wuxia films are certain philosophies. They try to teach you about life. They try to teach you about how to go about carrying yourself and um, what is important and how to really achieve things you want to accomplish in life. And one of the things I love is that there are a lot of moments in this film where there are certain philosophies that you're taught. And a lot of these really resonated well with me. The line that says, you are a product of all who came before you, the legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father. And this ties along with that brief conversation that Shang-Chi's dad had with Katie, where you know he basically calls her out and says, hey, American girl, what's your Chinese name? and you could see Katie kind of like struggling trying to remember it and he says something along the lines of your name is very important and ties you to your history and who came before you another great line in this movie is if you aim at nothing you hit nothing and that really hit me really hard because it's so true and it speaks a lot about having those certain goals in your life and really understanding first who you are and who you want to be in order to accomplish what you want to accomplish um, it's a perfect life philosophy um, and it's a great way of understanding on how to achieve your goals and really honing in on what it is that you want to do um, like I mentioned before Aquafina's character was never good at one thing because she could never just stop and focus and when she finally focuses, she finally found out that she's good at something. Um, that was a line that was spoken to her, and it really, really resonated well with me. And I'm sure it resonated very well with a lot of you. Overall, um, I think the, the main thing that is very important here is Asian representation, especially in a blockbuster comic book movie like this. This is the very first time we experienced something like this as an Asian community. And just like how Black Panther and what it did for the black community, this was our Black Panther. This was the same feelings that we got when Black Panther came out and all the black communities came out to support it and felt represented. They had a figure, a comic book hero that was presented well on the big screen. And now we have one on the Asian side. And I really hope that moving forward we get to see more representation of other ethnicities, you know, whether it be Kamala Khan, Blue Beetle, who is uh, Hispanic male. Um, I really want to be able to see more of these, and I'm sure a lot of people out there would love to see more of that as well. Um, it's a great feeling and it uh, it makes a y- the younger generation see themselves in a big platform and makes them feel like I can be that. I can do that. This is something that I can look towards and look forward to. Um, something that represents me. That's very important to see and it's great that we're seeing more of that these days. Now when it comes to the movie overall, it's probably one of the best MCU movies that I've had a chance to see. Now, I don't know exactly where it ranks. It easily ranks in the top 10 um, MCU movies for me. Uh, Possibly top five. Don't ask me to do a rundown now because I I will have a nervous breakdown um, trying to do all this stuff. But It it is definitely one of the better MCU movies that I've seen um, and it's understandable why it's such a huge hit right now in theaters and in the box office. I hope more people get to see this. I'm sure it's going to blow up the minute it is available on Disney Plus, but I really was fully entertained. Uh, I thought the storylines were great. The characters were relatable and I connected really well with a lot of them. Yeah, some of the CG towards the end was kind of questionable, but um, it didn't bother me and it didn't really take me away from from the movie as a whole. People who I've spoken to who are not fans of comic books and the MCU or not have seen a lot of the MCU really fell in love with this movie. And that's another thing. It's a great standalone movie if this movie was not part of the Marvel Universe it would be a great movie on its own and they didn't force feed it into the Marvel Universe at all yeah you had uh, cameos from Wong you had abomination in it and of course the post credit scenes you had Captain Marvel and Bruce Banner there on its own it's a fantastic movie and if this was the one movie that one person was to watch from the Marvel Universe they'll be completely satisfied and done with it and i love the movie i am definitely gonna watch it again but what i really want to know is how you guys feel about it you know i'm sure a lot of you have watched it or will be watching it soon let me know your thoughts your comments do you agree with a lot of things i said is there anything else you would like to add to my list Um, let's have a conversation on it. This is what makes these movies great, is that it opens up conversations. You know, there's, of course, speculations in the Marvel Universe and what have you, but it's great stories that lead to great conversations because we do want to dive deep into it. Deep into the meanings behind a lot of things that were said, a lot of the things that were portrayed. Um, I think this is a great movie to do that with, so let me know what you guys think. Of course, as always, Thank you for all of your support. Don't forget to hit that like. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Don't forget to listen on your podcast platform of choice. And I will see you in the next video. So I guess that's it. I guess I could wrap things up and end this video right now. Or Just call me angel in the morning, angel. Just touch my cheek before you Baby.